I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't tell you. I'm sorry. Sorry. 2004. Damn. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Hey, that's lit. That's lit. Y'all ain't know we can sing like that, Adam. Shit, beautiful, man. Hey, man. This is my sorry for 2024. Damn, I'm sorry. Troy, what up, brother? What's the business? Yo, this hey, this your boy Troy from TNT Unleashed Podcast. My brother Trail in the building. What's going on, brother? What's the business? Hey, man, cheers it up with your boy. Cheers, my brother. Hey man, it's been a, a dope holiday season, man. It has. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays, brother. It's been um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. It's been interesting. I'm gonna tell you what, I've enjoyed this year of the holidays. Yeah. You wanna know why? Why? Cause it's been low key. Low key. Low key. Hey, we had one of the dopest pajama nights. Oh, that's a fact, Jack. Hey, how'd you feel wearing your pajamas for the first time? It felt good, man. We had your little flannels on and shit. I had a little flannels on. Add some uh, thick ass socks on, mm-hmm. making love to my toes, oh, and uh, <laughs> what? I had a good time. Making love to your toes. You hey man, if you get some thick ass hot socks, <laughs> they made love to your toes. Hey. My toes was happy. Hey, that, hey, look, what was your most memorable game that we played? Oh man, there's two. There was two most memorable games. Mm-hmm. There was a game where you had to get blindfolded, spent around, mm-hmm. and then put like Christmas bows into a bowl with a spatula. <laughs> Hey, I gotta show I gotta show the people the video of you trying to do the spatula, trying to put bows in the in the mm-hmm. what's it bows in the bot in the, the bottle bows in the bowl yeah with the spatula because yeah. you you tried to smack it with the spatula three times why because I was getting joy to try to slap you yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you had something on your chest bro you tried I just to, wanted hey, to slap you with the spatula you tried to smack me man but it's all it's all good man yeah we we had a great time. And I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited too. I mean, let me tell you something. First, first and foremost, I got to do something formal. Let's hear this shit. Something formal. Oh, this Lord. is the TNT Unleashed podcast, where authenticity lives, ego comes to die, and we talk about everything That's from a fact, life Jack. to relationships and everything in between. That so is you might fact. laugh, you might cry, but we hope you leave unleashed. That's a fact. That shit sounded good at it. It did. Hey, I've been practicing. You sound, sound like a poet. Hey, I've been practicing. I feel like, you know, I, I need to write a poem. I say, I feel like I snap my fingers. I'm writing an unleashed poem. In like a dim lit room. I think I should write one. I'm going to ask my producer. Should with I some, write an unleashed with poem? With some jazz. Uh, she said yes. She said I should write an unleashed poem, so I'm going to do it. She's a good producer. That don't mean she means it. You don't sound convinced. Uh, we'll get there. Man, look. What, what, what should we be talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about being sorry. The being power sorry. of an apology. Power of an apology. So we were singing. This is my sorry for 2024. This is my sorry for 2024. Damn, I'm sorry. This gonna be good. That's a fact. This gonna be good. It's about time you. You about time you join my my singing group. You know what? I had to join it because I sound better. This is my sorry for no. 2024. And you Damn, ain't gonna I'm sorry. No more. I ain't gonna mess this it up. Year. Ain't gonna mess it up. I ain't gonna mess just, it up. Just when, we, yeah. just, just See, when I thought we was getting good. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a performer. We was harmonizing. I'm a performer. And then you had to go there. I'm Bobby Brown. Why you always gotta go extra? I'm Bobby Brown, new edition. Matter of fact, let me talk. Let me tell the people. I'm Bobby Brown, new edition. Hey, this dude, the other night. I'm Bobby Brown, new edition. Trail was dancing to Bobby Brown. He really <laughs> thought he was Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah. Like he was out on the patio <laughs> doing the Bobby Brown. What video was it? Uh, I can't even remember. I can't remember, but it was. <laughs> It'll come to me though. Hey, one day uh, we gonna get like a behind the scenes page, like a Patreon or something like that. Yeah. And I'm gonna show people your video. Hey, if I see a good dancer, yeah, I'm trying to imitate it. 
Okay. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into it. we get into it. we get into it. we get into it. All right. So what are we talking about first, man? Let's talk about, uh, man, you were telling me about something about can a man be a prize in a relationship? Uh, something about uh, Miss Biles. Miss Biles. Miss Biles. Shout out to Miss Biles. And, and, and her dude. Actually, what's her, her name now? She, her name changed, ain't it? Then she, you know, she married now. Okay. Is it Owens? I'm just going to call her Miss Legend Biles. Oh, okay. Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Hey, Simone Biles is, is in the news this week. Yeah. I, let, me tell you, let me tell you why. Tell, tell me, tell me what you think. Because I ain't got time for that. So no they was on the Pivot podcast. Shout out to the Pivot podcast. First of all, I love the Pivot podcast. Hey, there's some dope, dope brothers. Yeah. I get down with them, get down with the hard. <sighs> well, the internet's, you know, your favorite place. The alternate universe. Social media. Alternate universe. Yeah, social the media. The shit that don't exist. Yeah, it do exist because they mad because my brother said that he was the prize. I mean, literally, they was having a conversation on the podcast. It was talking about how they met. He he said some stuff like, you know, I didn't really know who she was until she slid my DM on the, on the date nap. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I think I was the prize. Mm-hmm. Um... I didn't think it was nothing wrong with what he said, but the internet's mad. They like they should he should she should divorce him. Damn. Yeah, divorce him for saying that. Now, mind you, if you look at the whole podcast, you realize he said a lot of kind things about his wife. Right. He talked about how she uplifted him, helped him get mental health help, you know, helped him in his his career, all these other things. But the internet's focused on the fact that he said he was a prize. So let me ask you, do you think a man is a prize? Before I answer. Mm-hmm. Do you think when he said that it was like a slip up, taken out of context, whatever? Because that sentence you told me, if you don't know who Simone Biles is, mm-hmm. something wrong with your ass in my book. I don't know. He said he didn't know who she was at that time. He would say he was in training camp. He didn't have really a lot of So he just didn't know who she was in the DM. Exactly. She, she was aware of her in the world. Exactly. He said when he looked her up, it was like, oh, she got a lot of followers. And then he looked up deeper and was like, oh, she's a big deal. Oh, okay. Well, yes, a man could be a prize in a relationship. Prize me, baby. And uh, shit, I'm a prize. I know I'm a prize, my nigga. I'm a prize now. I feel like uh, in a good relationship, you're supposed to be a gift to each other. Oh, say it again. In a good relationship, what? In a good relationship, you're supposed to be a gift to each other. So we two prizes. So he just said all the things that she did for him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, that's prize worthy. That means yeah. she's a prize. Exactly. Um, he's adding value. I'm sure that he's done some things for her. Absolutely. That adds value. Mm-hmm. The problem with the statement is, however, yeah, talk about what you did to add the value. Mm-hmm. The, you can't just call yourself the prize willy nilly. Exactly. I mean, sound like a young boy with a talking point. You know what I mean? It sounded like you just maybe cut off guard. That's it. You know what I mean? He was trying to save face a little but, bit. But uh, he was on a pivot though, because you know my my brother Ryan Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, we got Fred Taylor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got uh, my homie um, Channing Crowder. Channing Crowder. Yeah. Mr. Crowder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Crowder, that's my dog. Hey, hey. <laughs> Y'all look like brothers. Yeah. We, that's why he's my dog. Yeah. We look like cousins. Mm-hmm. We, I can go to family reunion. He be cooking up some Fucking shit. Fucking queso. He be cooking up stuff all the time. Yeah. But he also cuts your ass out. Exactly. And he's just, funny, too. Do you know he do comedy? He sound like he do comedy. I just saw, like, a clip the other day that he, like, does, like, he, like, started a comedy show. Hey, I'll I go see it. I'll tell you right now. What? When I look at Crowder, mm-hmm. I feel like, let's go do uh, 23 and Me. I mean? Because there's too many similarities. I should have bought you that for Christmas, a 23 and Me. I don't want to know. But anyway, look. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'll tell you like this, though. It, I do think, however, mm-hmm. you got to always mm-hmm. put respect on someone Bowser's name, though. 
Put some respect on my name. She's a legend. Put some respect on my name. She, she's she's a legend. Absolutely. I agree. She's an athletic anomaly, mm-hmm. something we've never seen. Yeah. Uh, a dominant uh, person mm-hmm. in her respective space. So, um, you know, without seeing it, I'm not going to go hard. Yeah. But I will say, based on the context you share with me, mm-hmm. you can't say no shit like that about a legend. Yeah. I, you can't yeah. say it like that. What, what I think is hindsight is 2020. I bet if you yeah. could take it back. Yeah, he probably would. He probably didn't know, didn't realize what he was saying in that moment. Cause he's still, he's like 23, 24 years old. So well, they both young. Yeah, they're young people, and he, you know, he just. I think he just had a talking point, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm surprised too." Like, yeah. but, they, but they, the problem is, I have is they were saying that was his way of like humbling her, and I'm like, is it? Like, you think he's being intentionally malicious making that statement? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the brother's heart. I don't know, but I think that um, it's very easy. For a man to be with a legend mm-hmm. and feel inferior, yeah, I can see that's that. a real thing. Yeah, I'm not saying that's what's going on with him because mm-hmm. I missed that particular yeah. clip and I watched the pivot. Yeah, I listened to it. I haven't seen this one in particular. I got you. Um, but I will say that that you know I'm a realist. Yeah, you do what I'm saying. I'm not gonna get emotionally intertwined quickly. I can observe something. Mm-hmm. And know a fact when I see a fact. Absolutely. And not be upset about the fact. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, shit. You think uh, Jay-Z would say that about Beyonce? Even if it was true back in the day? At 24? I'm talking about when they met, mm-hmm. Jay-Z and Beyonce now. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know the time. I got to be careful. I'm talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Be careful now. Be, you can't say nothing wrong Hold about let Beyonce. Me, let me pray. Let me pray on it. Amen. Okay. Amen. But what I'll say is, he was at, he was already who he was. Mm-hmm. Beyonce was who she was, right? But he said, "I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain." Exactly. That's different. Exactly. He said that in a song that was thought out, not in a moment. Okay. He was on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like so you I, feel you, you all right with it? I, I'm all right with the fact that I'm okay with him feeling like he's a prize because the brother is an accomplished brother in the NFL. Right, so he's he is a prize. The average woman would be would consider him a prize. So him saying that he is a prize or the prize, I think I think he should have he could have he could have said it differently. But I think I don't think it was maliciously intended. No, we we're in agreement. It's yeah. just a positioning that's a problem. That's it. It's not a thought. Yeah, because I'm a prize. Yeah, and I don't care what who the woman is. Exactly. I don't Look. care. Who, I don't care who the woman is. You know, if you know. The most powerful woman in the world mm-hmm. would date me. You still a prize. I'm still a prize. So still a prize. With the point. Uh-huh. I'm with you, brother. So I'm me, with you, brother. Let me switch gears with you. So Cameron Diaz was talking about how it should be normalized hmm. for married couples to have separate bedrooms. <laughs> I agree. I agree too. <laughs> Look, I'm all about a separate bedroom. I go right now and I go sleep in a separate bedroom sometime because I just maybe I want to watch TV all night. I think that's healthy as hell. Yeah, I mean I don't mind a little space. I think that'll get you more sex. I think so too because it's not normalized. I think that it feels good because you know I'm on record saying mm-hmm. you got to create that little novel in your home. Yeah, you do. You got to create a novel, right? I know. I remember. You got to create the, the romance novel. Yeah, you gotta create that romance novel. Right? I need you to come in the other room. Yeah, that means I can go in my room uh-huh. as Trail mm-hmm. and come out my room as Bright Night, Optimus Prime. I might come in the room and try to rob her <laughs> gently. You have a mask on. Yeah, hey. I'm breaking her room and stroke her. <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at one night. Hey, I might, I might just sleep in my my other room naked 
with the cover half off. And send a text. Yeah, and be like, send a text. Yeah, be like, like, you want to come through? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, 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 a, good, you know, that's, you know, that's a good, that's a good chance. Hey, you know what I used to say to my wife back in the day when we was in college? What? I used to text her and be like, you seeing me tonight? Yeah. I used to love that shit. Trying to come through? Uh, I used to be like, you seeing me tonight? She'd be like, yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, yes. Yeah. So same thing, you got to create it in the house. Yeah. That's also, you know, if you decide to go to bed mm-hmm. and just pass gas all night, Cause you ate some, or maybe you snore a lot. You ate some that gum. Uh, you might got drunk. Yeah, <laughs> ate some asparagus. <laughs> oh shit! And can't breathe good, like me. And you're gonna be snoring and passing gas. Mm-hmm. You should go in your other room. Absolutely, it's not sexy. And no don't more. send or don't text. <laughs> you know Why what I'm saying? I can't send no text. No. Okay. But that's a good way. I think that's a good way to keep yourself sexy. Right, look, you know I'm with it. Uh, if a woman ain't feeling well, or going through something, mm-hmm. and they want to just go to bed. And not be sexy. Exactly. And not be well, touched. And all that shit. And they shit. big draws on the big bloomers. Yeah. Then that's okay because she could do that for three days. Yeah. But the next time you see her, she'll be fine. Look, I, I'm totally with it, bro. I, I I am an advocate for space in a relationship. I think that's very healthy. However, however you create it. Yeah. Because space creates novelty. It creates yeah. spontaneity. It creates longingness. Yeah. It creates all the things. So Ken, let me ask you this. If you had your separate bedroom, mm-hmm. could your wife just bust up in there when she want? Or do you, do you, do you, I'm going to need her to knock twice. Knock twice? I might be in there doing something nasty with myself. Oh, man. She know you <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> I'm just saying, I need privacy. You need privacy. I need a little privacy. So I think I think it would be healthy to you know, the knock a couple times. Mm-hmm. But you better answer that down door, though. Oh, definitely answer the door. Oh, you, you, your separate room gone. <laughs> no your room gone. You better answer that door. Well, what if we took it to, like, let's see, here go another one. I, I, I'm just throwing this in here. What about separate houses? You, are you advocating that at all? Like, say you married, but it's separate houses. Like, would you advocate for that or no? I, w- I think I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I think that marriage is a union. Mm-hmm. But not in terms of individuality and identity. Okay. So if you need to live in a separate home, I'm talking about like neighbors now. Yeah. Not like yeah, not, not, like, not, not, not like across town and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like I can come to your house. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to be able to walk to your house. Yeah, exactly. Don't, 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 <laughs> and I need a key. Don't get it twisted. I got a fucking key. <laughs> First of all, man, otherwise I'm gonna bring it in the window. My name, my name might be on both houses. <laughs> exactly. I'm paying for this <laughs> bitch. You know what I'm this is a joint. This is a joint thing. I'm with you. But uh. I think that sometimes the traditional form of marriages or the where we at right now in this transitional space mm-hmm. where you got progressive slash traditional marriages mm-hmm. where it's very vague and shit like that, mm-hmm. I think it'd be healthy for that space. I'm with it. So mm-hmm. that way if you get on my nerves, mm-hmm. you can take your ass home. I think like when you boyfriend and girlfriend in it, mm-hmm. right? The reason why that girlfriend boyfriend portion of things is so cool is cause you can go home. Anytime. Anytime. I'm sick of your shit tonight. I'm going to the crib. But when you go home, mm-hmm. you heal faster and can come back in a day. And you don't say stuff that you don't mean. Exactly. See? Meanwhile, you live in the same room, sleep in the same bed. <laughs> you can stay mad at each other for 10 days. This this is why, Trail, I need to get rich. I'm going to get rich. You I, need, you. I, need, I need two wings. Yeah. Like separate wings. Yeah. Like you like you need, I need, a, I need like a, uh, uh, what's it, like a gate. Between my wings, like you got to be able to get through the gate code, come over. See, I ain't with that because if I'm gonna keep that gate open. No, nah, see, you, nope. I'm gonna keep the gate open. If I, I want to come, if I want to come in Rome, can't nothing stop me now. <laughs> I might keep it. I might keep the door in. If I if I get to the room and door lock and I knock two times, yeah, don't nobody come to it. You gonna kick it in? Yeah. 
<sighs> I'm gonna kick it in a hugger. What I'm gonna do with you? I'll kick it in a hugger. Well, that's cool, but you know I'll fix it though the next morning. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's not gonna be an angry you, kid. You pay for it. Too. I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna call me like, hey, uh, you hear me knocking? Mm-hmm. Let me in. Nope. And kick. You gonna be over there like this is my sorry for 2024. No, I'm gonna be like. If you don't answer this though, I'ma <laughs> kick it in. You ain't gonna say no more. You know what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with you, man. That's what I'ma do. Hey, man. What else? We, hey, look. I got something else. What? Let's, let's, let's switch over to sports for a second. Mm-hmm. So, there was a statement made the other day. Lil Wayne said something. That's your boy, right? Lil Wayne. Uh, no, you like BG. You're a BG fan, yeah, right? You, yeah, yeah. Lil Wayne said. Lil Wayne said. I mean, Lil Wayne said he thinks that Ja Morant should be the face. At the NBA. I want to know your feelings on that. What's your thoughts? I think from a pure sports perspective, he's mm-hmm. got everything it takes to be the face of the NBA, but he's going to learn how to act. Yeah. He's going to learn how to act. Get your ish together, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm very pro-black in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get a lot of bad press. We get a lot of bad – our community gets a lot of, you know, bad exposure, right? Yep. But the stuff he's doing, man, is just – Silly. It's silly. Yeah. Like you can't a silly a silly person can't be the face of the NBA. That's true. You can't be silly. It's still a brand. You can't you can't be you can't have silly ass friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. have silly homies. You can't have silly ass people around you. Uh he's gonna have to uh grow mm-hmm. and ensure that his crew or whoever's around him grows as well. They gotta understand what's at the because risk. Because you gotta in order to be the face of anything, mm-hmm. you've got to be trusted with anybody around. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's still carrying the lead. I'm just saying, I, I can't trust when nobody's around. Yeah, I can only trust trust John Morant right now mm-hmm. on the court. That's and that's that's the issue, right? He got to understand the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. If I was running the NBA, right? Yeah. There's no way I'm letting someone that's that high risk be yeah. the face of my league. Yeah, that's just in any. I business. can't do it. That's in any business. Yeah, you, know, you could be in corporate America mm-hmm. and be in a role where you travel. But if I can't trust you to travel and represent the the business, then I can't I can't let you. I can't fool with you. I'm gonna put you in a cubicle. Yeah, you you can be smart as you want to be. You can be a high performer. You can be the best player on my team. Mm -hmm. But I can't trust your silly ass. I can't put you in front of the traveling around. Nah, I'm with you, brother. That's just what it is. I'm with you, brother. So while we're on sports, Mm -hmm. let me pay my homage. Oh Lord, let me guess what's coming up. Prime Deion Sanders. I already knew it. I knew it was coming. I'm so excited. What you say? What you excited about? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. He's got so many good recruits coming row. He done, he done bagged up number one tackle. Mm-hmm. We discussed that last episode. Yep. Uh, he got a nice center. Yeah. He's got a lot of transfer portal cats. Okay. Uh, I even saw a clip online where there's some linemen, and uh, they were out with Shador mm-hmm. somewhere, and somebody came up talking trash oh. to Shador about his daddy. Uh-huh. And them linemen stepped up already. And they wouldn't even sign. And, 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 and without being signed, mm-hmm. and shut that down and then committed. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's real, though. Now, let me remind you something. Mm-hmm. We got a bet. We got a $100 bet. We, uh, six games? You got six games. I got eight. Okay. They they already at seven and a half already. And they ain't even done. Pay my money. They're seven and a half. You pay my damn money. Nah, pay my money. Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. to Coach Prime. Shout out to Coach Prime. No, Much for love real. to you. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. So, it's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. New Year's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your thoughts on New Year's? What's your, you got resolutions? What's your thought on all that? So I got a little bit different view on like the resolution piece. I'm not a huge resolution fan because I, I just think they fail most times. I usually start the year off with a word. 
All right. A word that I want to implement. I haven't chosen it yet. Yeah. But I'm so impulsive, bro. Like, it's a bad, bad uh, trait of mine. Yeah. Like, I might get on a resolution and be 100 miles per hour. You're extremist now. I'm extremist. I know. I'm working on it. You're extreme. You're so extreme. So about three months though, I'm, hey, hey, you gonna be right. Hey, about three months, nigga, I might have a six pack. You gonna be righteous? I might have, cause I'm already, I'm fat right now. Right now, I'm, I'm getting some weight. I don't care what y'all say, but give me three months. Yeah. I have a six pack. No, nah, no, nah, not six pack. That's that's too extreme. But what I'm saying is, I need to find a way to commit to something long term, right? And stop being so impulsive, right? And so that's what I'm working on now. I don't, I don't know the exact word yet. Yeah, but that's my view on like New Year resolution. So I'm gonna find a word to to try to bring me to try to represent all my behaviors or how I move in 2024. Sounds like consistency. Yeah, that sounds like a good word. Consistency. That means you do the shit every day, a little bit a day. You right, and you get there when you get there. Consistency. But you guarantee to get that's, there. That's a good word. That's a good word. Because extremists ain't consistent. I know, because I'm an extremist. Yeah, consistency. I know. I, I got you, you. You do realize, like I've got literally every year Facebook pop up memories, right? Yeah, I got memories that pop up like every other year. I look like a different person. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Hey. But I'm working on. I'm working on this, brother. I'm working on consistent. That's my word. Yeah, consistency. You still sharp, brother? Hey, I'm working on it. I'm working on it right now. You got a word in mind? For me, it's uh, just discipline, man. Mm-hmm. Discipline. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's I've got. My goals have grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. I don't feel limited. I don't feel small. I don't feel like uh, my ceiling has lifted extraordinarily high on who I want to become and what I want to accomplish Ooh. already. So now I have to establish a different level of discipline to get to that higher level. I feel you. So it's just discipline. You remind me of a book I read a long time ago called The Power of Thinking Big. Yep. You know, and I think right now you're thinking big. That's a fact, Jack. I'm thinking big too. I, th- I think, I think this is gonna be big. This podcast, yeah. As we relaunch it, yeah. And we start being consistent, yeah. And we start being disciplined, yeah. And we start serving the people consistently because we had a lot of good feedback so far, yeah, on the podcast. But I just know as we relaunch this thing, yeah. Oof. Hey, y'all in for something? That's fact. Y'all, we, in, we y'all only, in for something. We want to go back so we can make it bigger. That's it wasn't it. because something was wrong. No, no, nothing was wrong at all. We just had to say. You know what? We're going to be consistent and disciplined. And that's, that's where right. we at. I got to unleash thought. <laughs> oh, Lord. I have to brace myself. You, you when, whenever you have unleashed thoughts, yeah. I, have to, I have to breathe for a second. Make sure it's good. Yeah, All right. Up. Three, two, one. What's your unleashed thought? I've realized in my old age, I can't dance. <laughs> I, I can't dance. I can't dance. I mean, because, you know, 80s babies, man, you know, we used to be able to go to. <laughs> you can't dance. No, nah, I can't dance work down. Okay, tell me more. I'll tell you as much as you want to know. Mm-hmm. I be imitating my Michael Jackson mm-hmm. when it come on, my Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. It don't look good. You right. I just enjoy myself. You right. But back in the day, you didn't know how to dance because everybody danced in the club. You right. So it was easy. Back like, uh, we go to the club, you yep. just said it. Back let let Juvenile up. back that ass up, come on. All, the way All you, you got to do is follow the ass. That's it. That's it. Stand there. Follow the ass. Stand there. You try to follow the ass. Follow, that's it. I'm talking about, we used to dance so hard in the club, I used to put the front of my shirt up behind my head, I'd be hot and sweaty, <laughs> and I would be sitting there ready yeah. for the ass. But, but all the ass was okay to get behind. It was. It, was, it wasn't it was like, you wasn't scared to jump on some booty. No. No, it was like, there go a booty, 
Let me get on it. It was just it was just strong, very like hey, come dance the, the, on this. The, the track's on. Yeah. You see this ass? Do you want to dance? Come it? get it or not? Even if they don't like you. Yeah. You they'll, they'll still shake it for a little bit and about, then get up and go talk to their friend. Ain't it? About like thirty seconds, they, they look at their friend. Their friend be like, "Come save me. Come save me. Hey, yeah. is he ugly? Is he cute? And the girl give him the okay. Yeah. Or not? What was that like for you back in the day when we used to dance? Like dancing on yeah. women and women dancing on you I loved it, was man. just a natural thing that's guaranteed to happen in the club. Yeah. What was it like for you? I loved it. I, I loved it because there was no pressure. Right? No. The only the only here was the here was the only pressure though. Mm-hmm. The only pressure was stopping your dick from getting hard. So, excuse me, excuse my language. Stopping your man parts from getting erect. Yeah, yeah. You gotta put that thing you in the waist. Were, while you were dancing. You gotta, you gotta put that thing you, in the waist. You gotta fold it up, put it in your waist. You gotta put it in the waist, Or sometimes you wanted to feel it, though. You can, yeah, if there's one you really want, you gotta have to. It's a, it's a message. It just is. Hey, you know, my daddy told me a funny story. What did he tell you? <laughs> my daddy said he used to go to these things called the hops. Uh-huh. When he was back in his day, they called it dances the hops. Yeah. He said one time, excuse me, daddy, I didn't mean to tell you business, but I'm gonna tell it right now. Tell it, tell it. I he got said, to he know. Said one time he was at the hop and they was grinding so hard. Yeah. He had an ejaculation. <laughs> at the I, hop, I'm that, not lying. That sounds like your daddy. Yeah, because he's gonna grind hard on everybody else. He was else. grinding hard. He had his eyes closed. He probably he, was like, he had his eyes closed. Yeah, he was biting well, his body I that. bet some Earth Wind and Fire was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the thing. Said, the reasons, <laughs> reasons to be here. Hey, he was reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, Marvin Gaye came on that yeah, yeah. Sexual healing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he telling the truth. All I know is he danced. He harder than everybody else in that club. Hey, I used to, but you know I think that's I think uh, that's a that's a the new generation don't really have the moments no more. It's like they be on their phone like recording everything, but they don't really be like intent in the moment. I just yeah. love it, bro. Listen, man, I, could I might kiss a woman. Yeah, you kiss him in the mouth. Yeah, you might kiss a woman in the mouth. Yeah, man. yeah, you kiss him in the mouth. Listen, we've been in a club and the woman that you know choosing you, mm-hmm. and when back that ass up came on. You would have to immediately find a wall or get your homies to hold, hold your up. back up. Because <laughs> they're going to they sling that thing so hard on you. Yeah. It's going to be like, bow, bow, and bow. And if you fall or hey, stumble. You, you better not. You better have good quads, hey, bro. Hey, you had to do some squats. Yeah, yeah. So if you had weak legs. Mm, it was over. You ain't never going to get it. You wasn't going to get it. It'll be a wrap. You ain't going to you <laughs> you never get it. You ain't going to never get it. You embarrassed at that point. That means you can't even handle it. Bro, that was. They would try to sling that thing on you so hard to try to kill you. Oh, back in. And if it's your it really hurts. Then. You walk out of the club sweating. Hey, hey, that mean you had a good time. I used to walk out of the club with my white tee, put up in the front behind the back of my neck, mm-hmm. and you could see through my white beater. Look, I was sweating. We in college, bro. Yeah. We had a a club called the Sweatbox. Yeah. The first part of the year, every year, shout out to the Alphas at Winthrop University. They used to have a party at the Sweatbox. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, you came out of that thing sweaty, mm-hmm. it was a good time. It was fun. It was a good time. That's a fact. Bring yeah. back dancing at parties. Can we can we bring up bring back dancing at parties? Let's normalize it. Let's do it. I think you know. Hey, we should just throw a dance like we used to shake, uh, open shake ass, uh, unleash party. Yeah, unleash. There you hey, because I about to go crazy just now. Shout out to an unleash party in twenty twenty five. We're gonna have one. Let's do it. What's the most important thing we should be talking about today? This is my sorry for. 2024. Damn, and, I'm sorry. And I ain't gonna mess up no more this year. All right, that's enough. Okay. That's enough. I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. enough, I'm man. Sorry. I'm, trying, joined, I'm trying, you know. You just joined the group. You ain't been in no rehearsals. I'm, I'm sorry. Or nothing. I'm you sorry. Tripping. Let's talk about, man, 
the power of an apology. Okay. Like, I think this is I think some serious topics, man, that we need to get into because I just don't know if people really understand the power of an apology and and what a good apology looks like. Let's let's, let's just chop it up for a little bit about apologizing. What, why do you think uh, it's so hard for people to apologize? Mm. Shame. Mm-hmm. The word that comes to mind is shame. Yep. Shame and guilt. Yep. And so I think that people struggle with apologizing because they, they see it as a space of weakness. Facts. They see it as a space of I need, I, I'm revealing myself, my true self. I'm, mm. It's extra vulnerable. It's unmasking. It's unmasking. You got to take the mask off to apologize. Yep. You have to be willing to admit wrong. Yeah. And no one, I think, intentionally wants to hurt people. You know, I think most people don't want to walk through the world hurting people. Yeah. But when you acknowledge it, mm-hmm. it becomes real. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think accountability and, and, and apologizing is a hard thing for people. But I think we got to change that narrative, bro. What you think? Tell me what you think about why people have a tough time. Man, I would have to agree with you. If I had a genie in a bottle right now and uh, I could wish for something for our community, mm-hmm. other than, you know, financials and, you know, things like that, it's going to be to eliminate fear of shame, period. Ooh, talk more about fear of shame. Fear of shame drives all the most impactful bad behaviors in a human. Okay. So we talk about like where ego dies. Yeah. Well, ego, contrary to popular belief, Mm -hmm. doesn't drive confidence or arrogance. It drives fear. Mm. It drives shame. Yeah. All the stuff you're scared to do, all the things you're reluctant to do, especially when it comes to something like accountability. Yeah. So that you can effectively apologize to someone. Mm-hmm. It's your ego that prevents it. That's the only thing that's hurting. Mm, a damaged ego is dangerous. That's the only thing that can actually prevent it. Mm-hmm. Your ego creates a facade. It creates a mask. It creates a sense of uh, a presentation of yourself to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that you created in your own mind yeah. to mask your pain, mm-hmm. okay? And if you don't kill your ego and if you don't learn how to not fear shame, mm-hmm. apologizing is like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> it's scary. It's like Jason. <laughs> it's like uh, getting robbed in the night mm-hmm. uh, by a serial killer. So uh, people that fear shame, man, it's sad because they're not all bad people. No, I, I agree. It's just that fear yeah. is genuinely like Halloween in the night in your house while you sleep. And that could Scary. take all your shit. Is that much fear of shame involved. I feel like for us, like, you know, we talk a lot about 80s babies. Yeah. We talk about the generation, like our, our parents' generation. Yeah. We talk about... How sometimes it seems like apologizing and accountability in that generation is really tough. Because I feel like, I'm not saying we're perfect at it. I feel like that we have a little more capacity to apologize to each other right now. But I just feel like in the past it's been really hard for for them to come to grips. Why do you think that is? I would agree with that because of shame. So our capacity is created off of less fear of shame. Okay. So if you grew up in the 60s, mm-hmm. with all the racism, all the things that the poverty, mm-hmm. all the things that come along with it, all the family dynamics, all the family secrets, mm-hmm. all the things that come, right? Mm-hmm. There is 
so much bottled up shame. Yes. In that generation, that there is no room to accept any more shame. I got you. Yeah, they got no more space for it. So, like, when we talk about how, you know, 80 babies' parents mm-hmm. won't receive them. Yeah. That's because there's just, that bottle of shame is just too filled it's up. A big bottle. It's giant. So, you've <laughs> been shamed all your leaders. life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've had no control over your narrative mm-hmm. all your life. Mm-hmm. You've had to been effed with mm-hmm. all your life. It's less than. Less than inferiority. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Yeah. And then you had to work hard, hard, hard to try and create something different for us. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have less capacity than us makes sense to us. Yeah, it makes sense. I just wish it made sense to them. Yeah. <laughs> that's why... That's the sticking point. But that's why I wish I had a genie in a bottle. Yeah. Because if you don't fear shame, mm-hmm. then you don't fear... Um, the fear or the things that don't exist that comes with some very good behavior. So mm-hmm. uh, you don't fear accountability. Yeah. You don't fear apologizing. Yeah. You don't fear being wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't fear not knowing what the hell somebody's talking about. Exactly. You don't have pissing matches. Exactly. You don't have, uh, you don't be in a meeting yeah. just going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Your pride or, isn't like, yeah, overtaking you. Exactly. Or like uh, conversation in general. Yeah. Where you could just have a conversation and two points coexist, mm-hmm. you know, that's only if two people don't fear shame. Because if you fear shame, it becomes a, there's got to be a winner or a loser. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a better or worse. Yeah. Or a, a, and a, a superior and an inferior. Inferior. Yeah. 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 It's shit like that. I get you. You see what I'm saying? I get you. That's what I believe. No, it's, it's, it's real though. Yeah. Because. I, th- I think, like, even if generations before us m- might know, they might, in- intuitively, they might feel shame and being wrong. Yeah. But admitting is a whole different thing. Like, having to admit that, I think, is their sticking point. I don't think, I don't really genuinely believe that they don't feel. No, they feel it. They, they feel it. But they feel shame. Yeah, and because they feel shame. They can't. They, they, they can't. can't they can't. And, and what? But what are we asking for? We're just asking for awareness, accountability. Really, awareness is, is key. Yeah. And then being accountable, not because we want to judge them. Yeah. But because we want to feel that they actually see our perspective. Exactly. So we actually just want to be received. That's it. So knowledge. But fear of shame prevents that. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get to an apologetic place. Mm-hmm. Is to remove yourself from the equation. That's it. Ego and shame will never allow you to remove yourself. So, so like what that could look like to me, we think of practically, right? Yeah. I've seen a million times, like in my life, where someone has tried to apologize mm-hmm. and thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah. But it was followed by. Them, something about them. Something about them and what they went through and their deflection and their dismissal yeah. of how you feel because that was not their intent. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When really what you're looking for is simple acknowledgement. Yeah, man. As a matter of fact, that's a great segue. Yeah. Just segue into what a genuine apology looks like. Mm. So what does it look like for you? For me, genuine apology, First, the first, the first thing is 
acknowledging the other person's perspective. Yeah. Like being willing to say, what I did affected you in this way. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledge that. Yep. Right? The second key for me is being able to do that and say that without a dismissal or deflection or an excuse or anything. An elimination of themselves. It, taking their ego yep. out of the equation. Those are my two big things. What, what, what would you add? Well, I've done due diligence. Okay. There's five pieces okay. to an effective apology. Talk, talk to the people. So this is how it has to go. All right, number one. In your own words. Mm-hmm. Number one is express regret. Okay. That just simply means I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Number two, accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I was wrong. Like. Okay. Number three, making restitution, mm-hmm. which sounds like how can I make it right? Okay. So asking, how can I make it right? How can I make this right? Which has nothing to do with you now. Nah, it's the other person. Number four, mm-hmm. planned change. Okay. We talked about that last episode. What does that sound like? Toxicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that sounds like is, I'll take steps to prevent a reoccurrence. Of this in the future. In the future. I got you. Okay. That's the how. Yeah. And last but not least is requesting forgiveness. Ooh. Which sounds like, can you find your heart to forgive me? Simple. In order to do an effective apology, mm-hmm. you've got to do those five steps. Mm. Period. That's that's good. That's a good breakdown though, because I, I guarantee you how the people listening right now have never understood the steps to a good apology. You wanna know why? Why? Cause they if you have yourself involved too much mm-hmm. and it's feelings involved, mm-hmm. there's no there's nothing tangible about it. Yeah. There's nothing tangible about it if you put yourself in it. That's it. Well you can really it, just it devalues like, everything. I want to apologize to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do these five things yeah. in my own way mm-hmm. and get it done. Get it done. That gum, shit. Okay, so I, I think- I you think got mad. I think we're about to release some people or heal some people. I mean, not not heal some people, but I th- here's what I think. Apologizing is an art, right? But it has to be genuine. Yep. And I don't know if people have been taught genuine apologies. Yeah. And I think what people are begging for, I think, I think half the parental- and child relationships could be healed by an apology. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I disagree about just the beginning of that. Okay, tell me more. An apology is science. Mm-hmm. It's not an art. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Talk to me. If you want to do an effective apology, mm-hmm. step one. <laughs> do the ex- five things. Express regret. <laughs> I feel you, I feel step you. Step two, accept responsibility. Uh-huh. Step three, make restitution. Okay. Step four, plan change. Mm-hmm. Step five, Request forgiveness is science. I feel you. I I can I can, you know now that you put it that you way. You know what I'm saying? Can, I get it. And we got to just accept it as two plus two equals four. That's it. Like anything else. Two plus two equals four. That's it. Yeah. Uh, there's an open door and there's a closed door. Let, it's let, dark outside or it's light outside. It's what it is. It's what it is. Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is there an apology that you've been longing for in your life that you never got? Yeah, but I already received it. Oh, you received the apology? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, How did it make you feel? It has allowed me to expedite my healing or my mm. healing journey. Mm-hmm. And the apology was an apology to myself. Oh, talk more. Talk talk more about this. 
I had to apologize to myself for every single wrongdoing anybody's ever done for me, mm. to me. To you. You apologize to yourself about wrongdoing that someone's done to you. That's a fact. All right, talk talk to me because I need to know I more. can't expect no, no apology for nobody else. Mm. I got to go back and apologize to myself. I'm sorry this happened to you, Trey. Mm. I'm sorry that uh, this happened to you, champ. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you felt sad on this day or you felt lonely on this night or you felt lonely or you felt uh, like you didn't have a sense of belonging or this and the third. Yeah. I'm sorry that um, I didn't see the value in you. Mm. I'm sorry I didn't trust you. Yeah. I'm sorry that I didn't believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that this year, which is why can't shit stop me in 2024 you because that me. was my sorry foe 2024. Let me get a cheers to that, brother. Yeah, my brother. Hey, that's a breakthrough moment right there. Yeah, that's so, an unleashed moment. That's um that's the apology that I've needed more than anything in my life because that prevents me from needing an apology from anybody else. Mm, that's releasing. Whew. Oh. Judge. Let me breathe that's for what a what Pimp C would say. Hey, Judge. Judge. <laughs> Yeah. Hold up. I'm going to tell you, bro. I've had to apologize to myself, too. Mm-hmm. I've had to release... I had to release myself from expectations. Yeah. And apologize to myself for perfection that wasn't required. Facts. You know what I mean? And I think I went through life put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. Because I thought I was performing for everybody else. Yeah. When really, I should have just been okay with being who I was. Yeah. And I had to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I, I think the stress I put on myself, mm-hmm. the the angst I put on myself, the anxiety yep. I put on myself, yep. um, I wasn't unleashed then. Yeah. And I, I wasn't free. Yeah. Um, that's why I love this podcast, because I can be unleashed. Right. And when I tell you it's made me a different person. Yeah. So I had to say sorry. Like, sorry, Troy. Sorry that you felt like you had to be perfect. Yeah. Sorry that you felt like you had to represent everybody in yep. the family, in the corporate world, at the college, yep. all the places yep. that I had to be the perfect person for everybody else. Yep. And that took away from some stuff for me. I think it took me away from being authentic. It took me away from being completely vulnerable. Um, I also had to apologize to myself for all the times that I wasn't patient with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I... I I've had times where, because I'm a performer, yeah, because I'm a high performer, where I haven't been able to see people, yeah, and that's set on my spirit, yeah. Where people was like, I know people needed me, yeah, and even though I thought I was doing them good, yeah, I was probably hurting them more, yeah. And I had to forgive myself for that because that's that's hard because when you think you're helping people, yeah, by trying to get them to be who you see they could be, right. You're not accepting who they are. You're not accepting who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's more painful mm-hmm. because they can't see that in the moment. That's a fact. And so what I've learned over, over these last couple of years is, is how to just meet people where they at. Yeah. And I think I've had to forgive myself because I can see how people can look at me and be like, you was hard on me. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to be hard. I was trying to help get the best out of you. You was hard on you was hard on yourself. Yeah, I was hard on so myself. You, you, so you were distributing that. I distributed everybody else. Yeah. And um I realized that that's a mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, uh I would like to respectfully offer you another layer of forgiveness that I would love for you to give yourself. Just for What's knowing that? you the way What's I that? do. 
please apologize to yourself for any time you feel like you weren't there for people when you needed to be because all that shit you did, you did it, Troy. Mm. You did it. Hmm. You went off and you became exactly who you were supposed to become. Who I was supposed to become. You went off and you did all the shit you were supposed to do. Mm. You went off and did it with the pain of not being able to be there for others you may have, you know, the way you may have wanted to be. Yeah. But it's okay if you accomplish it. Hmm. There are plenty of people that go off and ain't there, but they don't accomplish it. <laughs> you you right. know what I'm saying? You're right. You know what I mean? They might <laughs> not right. be at this family function because they're working on this, yeah. but they don't finish it. Exactly. They, did, they didn't... They didn't get to the goal. They didn't. Mm. You know, you might, you know, there might be somebody needed you. Mm. So the person wasn't there, but they didn't finish it. That's a fact. You finished all of it, bro. I did. You did. Mm. So that's, that's unleashing right there. You need to go ahead and, and add that to your apology for 2024. This is my sorry for yeah. 2024. Yeah, I feel like um you can only treat people as well as you treat yourself. Yeah. Uh so I think in the year 2024. Everybody should consider apologizing very, very introspectively. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your level of introspective forgiveness is directly proportional with how you treat others and how you forgive others. Mm, I got got one more layer to this. Yeah. One more layer before we get out of here. For people that's been hurt externally. Yeah. They've been hurt by somebody else. Yeah. You you and I are very introspective. So we'll sit and do the self-work. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll chop it up. But there are some realistic things where people have been hurt by other people. Yeah. So here, here's a question: If someone comes to you, they've hurt you, and they apologize, mm-hmm. does apologizing always equal forgiveness? Let me make sure I understand your question. Now. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that because they're apologizing to you, you should forgive? Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> oh, talk to me. Talk Hell to me. No. So tell me more. That forgiveness lives within you. Okay. That's not to be controlled by nobody else. Mm. That other person cannot control my forgiveness. Mm. Then it cannot be the catalyst for my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I've got to be my own catalyst for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I've got to do my own introspective work to forgive already. Yeah. So that means when somebody apologizes, I'm thankful. You're thankful. But and I could be thankful and still look you in the face and say, fuck you, mm. at the same time. Gotcha. So you're not owed forgiveness. Hell no. Because you apologize. Hell no. I'm, I'm with you on that. Hell no. Because there's some things that you can't bounce back from. Hell no. Or you can admit, you can acknowledge, you can be accountable. You know how I'm about that control shit. It's so dynamic. Yeah. Um, we need to shake free that there's an exchange when somebody apologizes to you. Yeah, yeah. There is no exchange. Yeah. That's that person taking themselves out of the equation. Mm-hmm. If you take yourself out of the equation, that means there's nobody to exchange with. Got it. Got it. It's about me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For I, this gift. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I don't it. owe you shit. We don't have to be friends. I don't we owe have you. To be family. I don't owe you nothing. We don't have to be nothing. And I definitely don't have to be no different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be thankful. That's, that's, that's it. I think that's freeing. Yeah. You know, because I think people feel like they have to welcome people back in. 
Man, listen, if somebody's abused me or fucked me over or beat me up or molested me or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if I would be thankful. Mm-hmm. At the very best, it's just like, okay, uh, thank you for the effort. Mm-hmm. But it changes nothing because that cannot heal you. Mm-hmm. You heal yourself. That's a fact, Jack. You know what I'm saying? So I have an open door. Mm-hmm. As I heal myself, just in the just lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody showed up at the door after I've already healed myself. Might get a. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's too late. Fuck you. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look. I, I I really think, man. I think this is a is a uh, gateway conversation to a lot of things. It is. You know what I mean? Like we talk about. Authenticity. We talk about we talk about vulnerability. Yeah, and this this is about all the things. Yeah, like this t- this type of topic is freeing. It is, bro. It's un- it's unleashing, man. So I think we should do more of it. We got a lot of good topics. Yeah, we're gonna keep going, but we're gonna make it work. Go ahead, and close this out. Oh, let's do it. First of all, let me take another sip. <sighs> I'm so sorry, baby. I'm sorry for 2020. First, of what I want to know for the people listening. I'm so sorry. What's your sorry, sorry for 2024? Write in to us. Sorry, sorry, Let us sorry, know sorry. if you had to apologize Ooh, to yourself so for sorry. one thing for I'm 2024. So sorry, sorry, sorry. Going into 2024, Please. write us. DM us at TNT Unleash Podcast on Instagram. Care. Send us an email at TNT Unleash Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. Let us know what it is that you are forgiving yourself for. What is the thing that you're apologizing for? What's the apology that you're wishing you got, but you never received? Let me know if you want Trail to stop singing So sorry, so sorry. So sorry. It's been a dope episode. This is our sorry for 2024. What's your word for the year? Mine is consistency. Discipline. Discipline. Follow us at TNT Unleashed Podcast. Let's do it. Follow your boys. Hey, it's going down in 2024, so you might as well get with us now, because when you get with us later, we ain't going to know you know. I ain't going to forgive you. I ain't going to forgive you. Peace. Holla at y'all. Peace.